GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome to this week's episode of the Last Action Podcast. I am LPJ, and we are bringing you three very special people to talk about a very special movie to all three of us. <laughs> <laughs> we have Hovercraft Joe. I love these episodes when you start the, started by introducing me and Sphinx like we're your guest on your show <laughs> and not the other co-hosts of it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, you're not wrong. Um, yeah, so Joe's here. <laughs> hey. Uh, Sphinx is here. Fuck you, LPJ. He doesn't want to be here. He. This might I- be the movie you want to be here the least for. <laughs> you are 100% correct. Yeah. <laughs> We have a very special guest. We have Chops back for a record seventh time. Satan, Satan, Satan. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I used my wrong entrance music. That's uh, for my After Dark podcast. Can <laughs> we summon Satan? Wow. It doesn't work. It's just this guy named Stan that we just like call Satan. He's really Is bad at Mar- spelling. Yeah. Is it much like in today's movie when they're trying to summon the devil and they're in that graveyard? Yeah, and then I threaten to kill one of my friends. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, with Guy Fieri? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Chops, welcome back. It's good to have you on. Thank Thanks you. For, it's good to be back. I cannot yeah. believe you picked this movie. I didn't pick <laughs> the movie. Listen, so here's the deal, everybody. I've been fucking tricked. That's what happened here. You know, we're Hellercraft Joe, LPJ, and I are having a conversation on the Discord, and you know, we're talking about what movies we're going to do next for next recording session. They're like, Spawn. And I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. Okay. So come to find out just today, you know, first off, I think it was last night or it was this morning. I can't remember. I'm like, I fucking hate you guys after this movie. (laughs) But then it gets brought up that, oh, my brother's going to be on. He says he's good for eight o'clock. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, since when's your brother going to be on here? And then I get quiet, which with with which I then text Chops and say, I hate your guts. <laughs> whoa, whoa, you whoa. all double-crossed no, 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 me. No, no, you said, <laughs> and I quote, your, your, the text that I got from you, the last text that I received from you, by the way, was last Saturday. So it's been almost a full week, and the first thing I get from you is, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know where that's going to begin with. To be fair, I presented uh, two movies when I was this and another one, which we'll do at a certain point. And LPJ said, no, definitely this one. And then I was like, oh, we should. I was just like, because I, I feel like I remember talking with your brother about this. So I was like, well, we should just ask Chops if he wants to be on it. So it wasn't a conspiracy. No, this is a total conspiracy because you all knew that this was totally going to be a movie that I was not going to like. 
Well, well, to be fair, I don't know if it's a movie that anybody likes. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I, I mean, like, I'll say that right off the bat. I mean, I don't want to put my cards on the table, but I'm not going to champion this as a cinematic masterpiece. But um, well, that's making me feel slightly better. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it, we it's brought up, but we're, we're we're talking about the movie Spawn tonight. Uh, or today, whenever you're listening. Uh, release date on Spawn of August 1st, 1997, which I gotta be honest, the whole time I watched it, I thought it came out in, like, 94. <laughs> so, when I was putting this stuff together, and I was like, oh, 1997, that's interesting. Really, with the special effects, it looks like it should have come out in 1986. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Um, budget on this of $45 million. Uh, domestic gross, $54 million. And worldwide, eighty-seven million. So you know, made money. Not a runaway hit, but it definitely made money. Um, <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes on this. Uh, anyone want to take a stab at that old Rotten Tomatoes score? Oh, it's got to be. I would say in the twenties, maybe upper twenties. Okay. okay, I'll say thirty percent. Okay, chops. Any guess? Um, twenty-three. Uh, 18%. Wow. <laughs> Yikes. Is that officially the lowest we've ever... I'm trying to get the scores. I don't have a master list, but I, it's pretty close. Um, and and it, what's even more interesting is that usually, like, you know, like the audience score, like, a audience score is 36% on this. So yeah. Not, like, by anybody. Um Top grossing movies of 1997, uh, Titanic, Men in Black, and The Lost World Jurassic Park. And we ourselves have done quite a few movies in 1997. Um, This one came in 34th for the year, but we've also done on this very podcast, number five, Air Force One, number 11, Face Off, number 15, Con Air, and number thirty-five, Starship Troopers. So it's a. Uh, so, would you say that this was the best year for movies ever? <laughs> no, no. Based on, I, I feel like there's uh, there's no middle ground. They're either fucking horrible or they're fantastic right now. <laughs> what, what won the Oscar for that year? Do you know? Well, Titanic. Oh, Titanic won everything. House. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, probably Titanic. But yeah, it is. It is like there's some off the rails movies. <laughs> It came out this year. You get out of the top ten, and it's like, whoa. Yeah, the late um, '90s were weird. <laughs> well, we've talked about it. I think we talked about it either with Face Off or Air Force One. That I think that the action genre just kind of it went Moonraker. You know, I think it 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 ran out of ideas and just started to go fucking crazy with yeah. what it was trying to do. No, I think you're absolutely right. And it became you know, like a Bourne series and John Wicks and Taken to kind of bring it more, you know, what, what's, yes, exactly. Well, it kind well, of bring and, it back. In, in, in 1997, I mean, it, it's kind of an odd space for superhero movies too, because this is, you know, based on a comic book. It's technically a superhero movie, but I mean, like 97 was before kind of the, the renaissance of superhero movies. I mean, what's the Even original before Blade? Was it? Yeah, I was going to say the original yeah. Blade, I think, Blade is was 98. 98. Blade's the next year. So this is even before. So this is kind of an oddball, you know, for yeah. a superhero movie at this point 
in time. The, your uh, your your superhero movies at the time that have come out is Howard the Duck and Batman, <laughs> right? Well, no, well, you're Batman, also looking at the Batman's. the Batman movies because I yeah, think Batman like, forever was an outlier. Out. Batman was more of a I don't know. It felt more like a noir. Well, no, because at this time, this was Batman. Batman was close to Batman uh, and Robin. Fourth one, yeah, yeah. This is when it's been Batman really started to go off the rails. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, this makes that then. Yeah, yeah. It sure does. But definitely before one. I mean, before superhero movies were, you know, obviously what they are now, and even that first kind of or or second generation of superhero movies with like your blades and your Spider-Mans and that sort of stuff. So this is kind of an oddball. And I mean, in more ways than one, obviously. Batman and Robin came out a month before this movie. Oh, okay. okay. Like I said, the best year ever for movies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's not getting any better for 1997. (laughs) We know Batman and Robin was added. Batman and Robin, I'm sure, was in the the top ten, too. I guess I just – well, it wasn't in the top three, but I'm sure it was in the top ten somewhere because I – I have a quick would you rather. Would would you rather only be able to watch Spawn or Batman and Robin for the rest of your life? Batman and Robin. Well, it's been a while since I've seen Batman and Robin, but but based on what I just watched last night, I don't know if there's anything worse. Which one is shorter? Because this Blade, I mean, this uh, Spawn was pretty short. I feel like they both have some kind of replay value because they're like so fun to watch because they're they're pretty bad. So, um, yeah, that's that's a tough one, dude. I think I think Batman and Robin I would rather watch just because. There is a silly campiness to it, and there is zero silly campiness to this movie. <laughs> is, is that is that with um, who's in Batman Robin? That's the one. With that's the, Arnold. That's Arnold. Yeah, and Poison Ivy and, and oh, Bane. George George Clooney. Yeah. Okay, so, but it's not the. Um, oh, I'm blanking on his name. Val uh, Kilmer. No, the Two Face. Um, no, that's Tommy Lee Jones. That's Forever. That's Batman um, Forever. Which you know what? Not as bad as people remember. No, yeah. I want to do Batman Forever, like, really soon. Yeah. You know what? 25 years. <laughs> I, I'm 100% on board for that. I really like Batman Forever. What? I do, too. Let's, well, let's, let's last time I saw it as a kid, let, I really liked Batman Let's forever. pivot. We'll just do Batman Forever right now. <laughs> I am 100% on board with that, even though I haven't seen it in probably 15 years. Yeah, but. it's been a while. <laughs> okay, uh, all right. I've been derailing things too much. Continue, Joe. Hey, no, no it's okay. To derail. Um, so, so uh, next, so we did the we did the top grossing movies. Uh, now we're going to get into uh, net worth to kind of round out the the money portion of this. Um, let's start with uh, John Leguizamo. Who? What do you guys think? Wait, for do, John we talk, do we talk about when the first time we saw these movies? Oh no, we didn't talk about that. I guess we need to circle back to that. Okay. Um, do you, do you want to go first, LPJ? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I saw this movie almost immediately when it came out on rental. Like I I rented it, I watched it and I was like, okay, that was pretty good. And then I realized that the HBO spawn cartoon was also out on video and I rented that and that is way better. Like the spawn (laughs) cartoon is actually really good. Okay. What about you, uh, chaps? I, I'm assuming it was when LPJ brought it home because I even <laughs> it's it's kind of one of those things where it's always existed in my head that I've seen it, but I don't remember how. <laughs> uh, uh, Sphinx, I think you kind of tipped your cards. But what about you? Some yeah, fond memories yeah. of this? That <laughs> yeah, was yesterday. Uh, well, it's funny because I had not 
seen this movie until recently. Like I had, I knew it existed. I had never seen it. Um, and then like, you know, during quarantine, I was like, Oh, I'm going to sit down and watch spawn. So I rented it. And then I was like, I was like, I think I immediately uh, messaged LBJ. I'm like, we oh, gotta I, don't, do this. I don't even know if you were done with the movie yet. And you messaged me. <laughs> I was just like, we need to do this on the the podcast. I'm like, but then, but then the unfortunate thing was that like I had to watch it again, <laughs> like immediately. And when I the first time I went, I went to go rent it. I rented it on Amazon for ninety nine cents. This time I went to rent it, and it was like three ninety nine to rent or four ninety nine to buy. So I was like, well, I guess I'll just buy it. So I now own Spawn. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I was just like, well, it's dumb to not pay the extra dollar and own it. I mean, that's just silly. No, I, I just paid $4 to rent it, and I'm quite happy with my decision. <laughs> Think, do you need me to gift it to you? I'll gift it to you. Nope. <laughs> nope, I don't want it. I'm good. But, uh, but yeah, so I mean, like, I, I don't know how I missed it when it first came out or why I hadn't seen it any time before then, but... Um, yeah. Well, that's I, I'm interested because, in all honesty, I thought the reason why you picked this movie was because of Todd McFarlane. Um, because I know you're a huge Spider-Man guy, right? And from my research, um, right, Todd McFarlane is a yeah one of the big guys for Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, he was a big Spider-Man artist and and writer for a while, and kind of when the big thing of like him and all the creators and they broke away from Marvel and created image. Like this was one of the flagship, you know, spawn was one of his, his creator own big flagship book. I think, um, I wrote it down somewhere because I was curious about it. Oh, it was, uh, May of 1992. Um, when spawn number one came out, but it's never a comic book that I've read. I mean, I'm aware okay. of it and, and, and I know the character, but I've never, I've never read a single issue of it. So in, in preparation for this, on Image, on Image's site, you can read the first issue of Spawn for free. Oh, really? Yeah. So I read that first issue, um, which is pretty short, but um, the art in it's great. Really, really good. The story's a little weird because it's setting up everything. But yeah. It, it, isn't it? Is it the longest owned uh, or longest running um, creator owned comic? Yes. I thought I read that somewhere. Yeah, it just it just recently, as in the uh, the past year, it just hit three hundred issues. So yeah. you know it was a big deal. So, um, oh, here's an interesting thing. Do you guys want to take a stab? I know I know Sphinx will be interested in that. What do you guys think that a Spawn number one, a a nine point eight CGC? What do you think it goes for these days? Ooh, hundred bucks. I have no idea. Okay, I'm gonna go. Six fifty. Okay. Any any thoughts? Uh... Um. <clears throat> see, it's tricky because that was at the time when they would release everything in mega mega quantities. Mm-hmm. So I got a feeling there's probably a lot out there. Um. I would. I'm gonna say. I think Chops is pretty right though. I'm gonna say. I'll say seven hundred though. <laughs> you know what's really funny? Sphinx is the closest. <laughs> really. <laughs> Yeah, uh, my my research into it, I mean, I didn't get too far into it, but just kind of a a search uh, on eBay for people selling 9.8 CGC uh, spawn number ones. The range was about 100 to $125. Wow. wow. And yeah. you, can get, uh, you can get a raw copy of it, 
you know, like a lower grade five for like 14 and like an upper grade nine for like 40 for like a raw copy. So I, I think you're right, LBJ. I think there were just so many copies of this printed that it's not, you know, it didn't necessarily have a low it. print run. Because yeah. this was the comic that they kind of um, they kind of pinned all the hopes of image on like this one. And um, yeah, Savage, yeah Dragon. Savage Dragon was the other big one. So when it started, they only had four issue four series available to come out to begin with. The other ones didn't come out till almost a year later. Um, stuff like Wildcats from uh, from Jim Lee and Cyber Force, I think is what it's called from yeah, Alan um, Silvestri. Young Bloods, I think, was out too, right? Young Bloods was the first. Okay. Yeah, that was, that was live that was Liefelds. Yeah, that was the first one to come out. That was the month before Spawn One came out. And that's actually in the comics, Spawn is actually killed by a character in Young Bloods. Yeah, yeah. I read that that it spa- he spawned uh, a bunch of characters that went on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that little that, that pun tickled me, Chops. Um I'm glad. <laughs> But yeah, no, it, it is, you would think, uh, I, I think my curiosity with this one, Sphinx, is just because it was a comic book movie that I knew about and hadn't seen, and just like, I don't know, I, I just was very curious about it because I'd never seen it, and I don't know how I hadn't gotten to it because I pretty much watch every comic book-related movie that comes out, so, yeah, um, yeah but I don't... obscure. It was so different from what you'd imagine a comic book superhero movie to be released, like... Like if Blade was right after this, this this is why is because this movie was so gross and weird. Yeah, and I think that's definitely you know from what I know, with not being reading it, but kind of the source material, it is like a darker comic book and darker content and and backstory and all that kind of stuff. Well, so when we get into role reversals, first of all, I have more role reversals for this movie than I've ever had for any other movie. And secondly, I have role reversals for the director. And when I bring up the names of the other possible directors, you will see there's a pattern for the look they were going for and for the feel they were going for for this. Yeah. And I know I I saw one of who one of the directors, so I I can only imagine. But um, was was Tim Burton on there? Uh, We'll get to role reversals later. All right. Uh, Well, I did derail us a little bit. We were about to get into some net worths. Yes. I wanted to find out more about... uh, Hovercraft Joe's kind of first. Yeah, you're like you're that, like so. you're like. I was really hoping he had some kind of strong attachment to this character, <laughs> and that's why he made me watch it. But no. Um, okay, so net worth, uh, John Leguizamo. What do you guys think for John Leguizamo? Uh, I think he's done actually pretty well for himself. Um, I'm gonna say I'll say twenty five million. Okay, chops. I'm gonna go fifteen. Okay. What about you, Sphinx? Twelve. Uh twenty-five million on the nose. Yeah. John Leguizamo, super fan. Uh what about uh Melinda Clark? She plays priest in this movie, fan of leather pants in this movie. Ooh, what do you guys I think? Can't, I can't wait till we get to talk about that in more detail. <laughs> <laughs> what Two do you million. Think? Two million, okay. Yeah, I'll say three million. Okay. <laughs> Man, LBJ, you are on fire. Are you cheating? Three million dollars no. on the nose. Spawn super fan here. <laughs> or or Melinda Clark super fan. Real big um, Melinda Clark fan. Uh, okay, what do you guys think about Martin Sheen? <laughs> I'm like watching this movie. I'm like, why are you in this movie? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to 
trying to figure out. I'm oh, like, I thought I have the answer what for that. Does the director have on you. No, I no. have the answer for that. No, oh, perfect. Because because there has to be something. There spoil is. it. Spoil it right now for Nick because it'll make him more mad. Okay, ready. No. Yeah. Mark, he asked to be in this movie because oh, he wanted to be a superhero be movie. Me. He wanted to be in a superhero movie. He wanted to be a villain in a superhero movie. So when they approached him for it, he's like, yes, give me the part. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I think his son was giving him some drugs to share when he decided to make that decision. No, tiger blood. Tiger blood. Tiger blood. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, so, so what do you guys think for uh, Martin Sheen? 30. 35. Oh. Okay. I don't think, well, I don't think it's as high. I think 25. He's got that West exactly. Wing money. It's actually sixty million dollars for Martin wow. Sheen. Remember, he still thinks he's the president. <laughs> and what do you think about our uh, friend? Well, not, I won't say friend of the podcast, but I I, I enjoy this gentleman, uh, Michael Jai White, Spawn himself. What do you think about him? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go twenty million because I think he's got a lot of other things going on. Okay. Seven. Okay, I was gonna say ten. Uh, three point five. Oh, <laughs> poor Michael Jai White. And then, he is, you know what? As an actor, he is severely underused. I like him a lot. I love Michael Jai White. We've done uh, what's this? He was in this. He was in uh, Exit Wounds. I feel yeah. like we've done at least one other one with him in it. But oh, he was in uh, he was in um, uh, uh, Universal Soldier. <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, I also then, found out he's Gamble in The Dark Knight. Yeah, that's that's right. right. He is. Yeah. Um, and then just for fun, uh, I did uh, Todd McFarlane. What do you guys think about the net worth for Todd McFarlane? He's loaded. He's got uh, McFarland Inter- McFarland toys and all that stuff. I'm gonna go 100 million. Okay. What do you think, Chops? Uh, 75. Uh, Sphinx. I really don't have a clue. That all sounds really high to me. So I'll say like 15. Believe it or not, you guys are all very low. He's worth 300 million dollars. What? Yeah, because yeah. you know what? For what? Toys. He own, he owns he owns an incredible amount of like collectible companies, and right. um, he puts it like all the real high end collectible toys. McFarland Toys is the one that makes them. Like even stuff like sports figures and um, all the movie tie-ins. They do special figures for Comic Con. Yeah, they do like movie accurate special release. Oh, they're like on all that kind of stuff. Six hundred dollar. Yeah display pieces he kind of he basically okay. started that whole trend um like, but yeah yeah I, like uh, oh go ahead sorry well i know he said uh with the sequel he's trying to get made that he's gonna fund it himself if he has to i could see that i think yeah then they then they say for this one that um and kind of getting into a little bit of history but like when he was trying to get it made like he was having some trouble and didn't they say it was originally somewhere and he didn't like the idea of what they were doing with it? So then he uh, like basically sold the rights to uh, New Line. Is that who made it? Yeah. Uh, for like I a did million. For a buck. Well, yeah, but just so like they would give him like creative control and stuff yeah. over yeah. it. So, which <laughs> I don't know if it worked out for him that well in this case. No. But, <laughs> uh, but, you know. Uh, but yeah, dude, he's got a ton of money. I think he famously bought one of those like uh, Mark McGuire, like Sammy Sosa, like home run balls or something back. Oh you know, yeah, I think you're right. I remember hearing about that back in the day. But um, he so, used to uh, he used to play he used to play baseball. Oh, there you go. I did not know that. 
Um, so, so did I. I don't know what that means. <laughs> he, used to, he, 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 was dra- he was drafted. He was going to put pressure. And then he hurt his knee or something. No, and then he hurt his knee or something and had to give it up. Got it. Okay. So the director of this is Mark A. Z. Dippy? I think that's it. Dippy? Dippy? Somebody directed this movie? <laughs> I, have, I, I haven't heard of this guy, and I don't think that I saw anything that stood out to me on his uh, resume. If he's you will. a well. He's a he did visual effects. A lot of the guys that did this were old, like. They were guys that broke off from ILM. And okay. so he was a digital effects supervisor for ILM along with um, some of the other guys that actually did the uh, special effects for it. And it, this was kind of their breakout movie so they could start their own special effects company. Can I say, when I saw that ILM did some special effects for this, my mind was... Oh my god, I lost my, <laughs> my mind. My mind was blown. I'm like, did Yeah. <laughs> well, so, I mean, think about it this way, though. In 97... Computer graphics were, you know, they were good, but they were good for things like, you know, video games, video games and dinosaurs for stuff like fully automated, like moving capes and stuff. They had to come up with all that on their own. And I don't know. The Vindicator looked, first of all, hell looked terrible. (laughs) Yeah. I I, want to bring, I'm going to bring this up now since we're talking about it. Yeah. Because... I mean, I, again, I've tried to find some good things about this movie and have struggled, but have gone down and figuring out more about the visual effects side of it. So what it really shocked me to Overcraft Joe to see that these guys like were from ILM. And so because it just looked so bad to me, kind of what you were saying, LPJ, like the, the, some of the special effects looked like the game Doom on the computer. Yeah, they were and not that, good. And that came out like six or seven years prior to this are you, movie. Are you saying and, that you didn't get motion sickness while watching the credits? I <laughs> sure fucking well, did. I did. <laughs> I, like, I know you're getting into this, but like all the shots where they were in hell were so bad. And anytime oh they, sh- they showed that Hell's Army, all I kept thinking was they looked like the background characters of like the original Mortal Kombat. Yes. Game. They were kind of just like, Ugh, uh, they didn't really move. I was like, what is happening? But go ahead. Uh, Chop, it it reminded me of when Ryan and I filmed our movies and had special effects. And that was no. only a couple of years afterwards, and we didn't spend any money. Nick, those were at least endearing. This was- <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, so when I found out, so the visual effects supervisor, his name is Steve Williams. He goes by Spaz, which, isn't that the name of the cat? They named the, the dog. dog. They, they named the dog, the dog after him. Dog. Yeah, yeah. So his previous experience, as, as LPJ just mentioned, was he was responsible for the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, he was the guy that did T-Rex. So how do you go from 1993 making that T-Rex that even today still looks great to then four years later you've made this pile of dog shit? It's it's all cost and time frame. How much did it cost to make Jurassic Park? Forty-five million for this movie. Forty-five million is not like something to, well, to say it's not expensive. Forty-three of that went to Martin Sheen. <laughs> nah, Martin Sheen probably wasn't that big yet, was he? No, no, he yeah. was on the downslope. Yeah. Well, so 
But I think oh, I read too, maybe. Oh yeah, I read it. Yeah. I think more than half of the budget went to the special effects. So this is the best that $20 million could get you. Yeah, it was bad. Right? Like, no, there's like, no two yes. ways about it. It was bad. Yeah, yes. it was so bad. And I was trying to, because, you know, I've had these feelings in the past with movies like RoboCop and things like that, that it's like, this just doesn't look good. But, you know, as we've been doing this show, I'm like, well, I got to remember the era of when this movie came out. But this is 1997. Like, th- there's no reason why this movie should have looked this bad. I'm sorry. So Jurassic Park cost $63 million to make. Okay, and this cost forty five. Is yeah. that what the number was? All right, 40, so 40, it, it depends. Some say forty five, some say forty. Uh, basically, from what it sounds like, because like originally the budget of this was going to be twenty million, um, but then like as they kept adding visual effects and stuff like that, that the the new line kept increasing the budget till it eventually got to the number that it was. But I guess they used like a bunch of different like they, they said that. Some of the like more than half of the final effects of this were delivered two weeks before the film debut. Ooh. Good lord! <laughs> so I mean, they were obviously in a crunch because I think one of the things, and obviously this shows, uh, is that like in the original draft or in original production, they weren't even going to like have the scenes in hell. They were they were going to like demonstrate hell in like a different way but then they're like oh that's not gonna work so then they decided to use it and maybe that's why those scenes particularly stand out to me as looking bad in all honesty i think this movie probably would have fared a little bit better if there was no scenes in hell and it wasn't necessary to the plot at all not not really no i mean yes and no i mean hell's necessary to the plot but not showing it i guess yes i would agree with that i mean the (laughs) idea of hell is important to the plot but actually having them in hell has nothing important to the plot at all. Like, it doesn't fair. need to be there. <laughs> I, I saw a fun note. You know, I love to bring up those real interesting facts from uh, Internet Movie Database that <laughs> Michael J. White is not a fan of this film. <laughs> nope. You won't <laughs> really? even talk about it. Really? <laughs> he was originally quoted as being uh, so happy to be the first black man in a, as the main actor in a superhero movie. Well, he's probably happy about that part. <laughs> But, um, yeah, and I can see why this, um, I'll tell you what, second viewing of this, <laughs> not as good as the first, I, I, uh, I don't know. Um, I think the first viewing I was kind of like, this is fun. It, it was a little more tedious the second time, but uh, you know what I was psyched about? I completely forgot that it was only like an hour and a half long. So when I started, I was like, yeah, this is long at all. Oh, that's the other thing we have to talk about too. Which version did you watch? See, I, I'm confused. I guess maybe I watched the director's cut. I feel like it wasn't labeled as a director's cut, but then when I saw the difference in the running time, yeah, based on the running time, I think I watched the director's cut. Yeah, I think you're right too. I because I don't know of any. I watched the one that was 93 minutes. I don't know. What, yeah, that's which the one director's that cut, okay. but that's yeah, the that's... one that's rated R. So that one okay. has all the all the gore and stuff added back in, which apparently is yeah. really not that not the different Wait, gore. Yeah, no, yeah. there's yeah. no gore. <clears throat> no, there's not. Um, I think it's not even like swearing really from what I remember either. Well, yeah. And I think, I think I, I think one of the things I read was it said that it originally got an R rating and that they made some changes to get it down to PG 13, but they said that like the two cuts are virtually the same. Like you wouldn't really notice anything different about them because foreign, even if this is R, it's a tame R, right? Like, Oh yeah. There's not, there's not that much violence in the, well, there is violence, but none of it's particularly gratuitous or, 
nah, that's not a word I want to use, but like, it's not graphic. That's yeah. what I mean to say. Yeah. It's not graphic violence. And you're right. There's a few swear words. I don't think there's any F bombs in this. Is there? No. I don't think so. So it's weird, but yeah, I think I must've watched the director's cut. I don't know what the difference is or what scene was in or not in, but cause that was the length that I watched. Yeah. I do have the taglines. Oh yes. Which, um, you know, before we started today, uh, Chops told me I needed to find three things that I liked about this movie, and and I I guess I'm up to two because one of them is one of these taglines I kind of like. Good, good. We'll make so. one more thing out of this for you by the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah, it'll probably be that it ends. Um, so first off, the evil has a new enemy, the justice has a new weapon, and the world has a new hero. Okay. Yeah, not, not yeah. a fan. That's a lot. That's 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 a lot for a tagline. Yeah. Um, from flesh to steel, from blood to blade, from man to spawn. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna when you when I get that put on your tombstone. I'll <laughs> <laughs> like, be like, what the hell? Uh, this one I did like. It is. Born in darkness, sworn to justice. Yeah, that's not bad. I guess. Not, 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 I, I don't really know how that <laughs> totally ties into what the movie's about, but I just kind of liked the phrase. So I'll give it a pl- I'll give it a pass. All right. So those are our oh, two that, lines. Oh, that was So so this plot. Um how much of it do we want to get into? <laughs> I mean I, I mean, know. I'd like to make our longest episode ever where we get into it with excruciating detail. Uh, I want our I want our plot summary to be as long as the movie itself. <laughs> I, I guess I don't know. We can talk about the plot all we want. I one thing that I do want to bring up, which is probably the part of this movie that I can't stand the most. Okay, is the villain. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say John Leguizamo. John, oh my, he. It was like I I'm not kidding you. I almost just stopped watching the movie and was like, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. Like, hey, hey, count wait, me out. Wait, what? What didn't you like about him though? Like, Every I thought he was the best thing. performer in the whole movie. You know what, Chubbs? I'm gonna agree with you because I didn't necessarily like his character, but John Leguizamo was working his ass off in this movie. He, he was. was like, I can't say that I liked what he was doing, but yeah. I appreciated that he was just like, I'm going for it. It didn't work. It didn't work at all, but I appreciate that he was just like, you know what? I'm I'm going in with this. I'm not, not, he wasn't half-assing it. No. And most of his script, most of his lines were improv too. Which, which makes it all the worse because <laughs> that's what it is. That is the, I mean, just the stupid ass shit he said, like freak accident with Jiffy pop. And <laughs> I got fucking skin marks and he's farting. And <laughs> yeah, he's Say what you want about the movie, but it was funny when he was farting. No, it wasn't. <laughs> when he was it, farting, and then when he ate that pizza, he's, he's, yeah, he's eating the maggot pizza. He's it tastes so good. I could kick some puppies. I there's so many fucking horrible things that he does to this movie. I I am not kidding you. I was almost like I can't do this anymore. <laughs> like I'm going to shut it off. Like oh. I think Michael J. White did a way better job as an actor. Oh, no, than than Jen. <laughs> John Luguizomo or Zama or whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> wow, you cannot even get his name. You're not even trying to get his name right now. It is so 
bad. Like I, I could not stand it. Like I thought to myself, if I was in the movie theater watching this, I would have gotten up and left. It was that painful to me. There has not been a single person ever in a movie that I have ever been so like fuck this about and wanted to get up and leave. And it's never. Only, and it's only because of how good of an acting job he does. <laughs> Well, let's okay. Let's 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 take a step back. Oh so man, let's take a step back. Let's try. Let's at least do an outline of what the plot of this movie is, and then we can maybe talk about some more specifics. Sure. Okay. Okay. How would you describe? <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll get it. Right. You want to do that from a crap show? I got it. No, I'll, I'll, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. All right. So you got Al Simmons, who yes. is a basically he's he's kind of a a mercenary i guess i mean he's hired by jason win as part of this government shadowy government organization to just basically go yeah to basically just go and kill people for jason win whenever he needs it done um and he goes on these covert missions and uh, i don't know just does killing (laughs) and such he's an assassin nobody knows right i i I I like the fact that you describe them as Covert missions when we see him on the mission at the beginning and he uses a missile to take out his target. Oh, now, yeah. Let's talk Super about that. Like, why did he have to go into the tower if that missile was already going to go over a plane? Like, just stand on the runway. And why did he have to blow up the tower on his way out? He just casually walked out of the tower, too. Like, yeah. dude, it's going to blow up in 10 seconds. You're dead. <laughs> I didn't say he was particularly good. <laughs> okay, sorry. So, uh, so he goes on another mission for Jason Wynn. He wants to get out. He wants to just stop doing what he's doing. He feels morally bankrupt from being an assassin. And Jason Wynn says, "This is Jason Wynn. Obviously, is uh, Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen." He says, which, right, by the way, do, go ahead." Which, by the way, Martin Sheen was doing like kind of like a voice, like a like a like a kind of a, like yeah. a growl or something like this whole movie, right? Like it wasn't oh, just totally. something okay. shitty. Yeah, it was okay. okay. <laughs> and so Martin Sheen's like, "Yeah, go do one more job for me. We gotta go clean up these chemical weapons so we can save an orphanage or whatever in in North China. Korea, North Korea, course, or whatever, all, the, all wherever the hell it is, North right? Korea. Yeah." So he sends Simmons to go do it, and uh, unbeknownst to uh, Simmons, it's actually a hit on him. Uh, and his other co-worker, Priest, uh, is there to assassinate him and blow him up. And um, we don't really know why at this point. Uh, no, just... no, no, no. No, that's not true because we're we're uh, we're introduced to. I oh, mean, that's like, right. I forgot Louis they, was in there before. Yeah, like yeah. they don't. They don't. Didn't they, the tell him he needed him dead first. Yeah, they don't. They don't keep it hidden at all. Like immediately, like. Martin Sheen meets, they show a meeting with John Leguizamo and talking about this big plan they have to release this virus, which apparently takes five years for some reason, but that hell really wants Al Simmons because he's like the greatest murderer in the world. Yeah, so so there's a there's a narr- narration over most of the beginning of the movie that introduces to you that Mal Bolger is the devil who wants to overthrow the heavens with his hell spawn and that he needs a general to lead his army. Right. And they think that Al Simmons, because he's such a great murderer, is going to be the guy to become the they want him to be the general of Hell's Army. So they're like, tell Wynn to kill him as part of the plan that they have going on. I forgot that was took place before he kills him. Yep. Right. Got it. Sorry. This movie, you know, 
It makes a lot of sense. I couldn't, you know. Doing a plot synopsis and then getting into details because I have a lot to say about uh, Wynn's office. (laughs) You want to talk about Wynn's office? Uh, yeah, because one, Martin Sheen's smoking black and mild. Yeah. <laughs> he puts his black and mild out in an ashtray filled with scorpions. And then, again, and then it cuts the priest playing with a tarantula. Like, what the fuck is his office? What is happening? I forgot that he puts the thing out in a bowl full of scorpions for some reason. <laughs> Why? Why is <laughs> a mad, a mad like exotic pet house? And this lady just always wears tight leather wherever she goes. And he just wears black everywhere he goes. Yeah, it was. <laughs> well, they're legit. villains, duh. Uh, oh. oh yeah. Well, I could have told you that when I saw him dressed all in black, not seeing him have pet scorpions and tarantulas. <laughs> villains also, have pets. What's so. That? So villains, said have, villains pets. have pets. Yeah. You know? So like, okay. So like you said, they set him up in that mission in North Korea to kill him. But it's funny because they're like, you're like, oh, did they shoot him? They're like, no, they set him on fire to kill him. Yeah, they they <laughs> slime him a la uh, uh, Ghostbusters too, <laughs> and uh, set him on fire. Yeah, and then so he, and then the factory blows up with the chemicals, and he goes to hell. He screams Wanda. Which why is Wanda? Wanda? Just because of all the people he's killed. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, yeah, you I'm saw pretty... him blow up that plane. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, remember, remember the big news story about how twenty six civilians were killed when that plane blew up. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought he was killing like terrorists or something. Well, like that was the thing. That was why he wanted to quit because he he was he was killing terrorists. But Wynn told him that, that there was going to be no civilians out there and that it was just going to be bad guys. But he apparently killed 26 civilians when he blew up that plane. So that was like part of the reason why he wanted to quit. <laughs> All right, we got to get moving. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> so he comes back. Oh, is there much more I want to say? Yeah, so this plot is surprisingly dense. So after he goes to hell, he comes back. He doesn't know it's been five years, but it has been. He's hanging out in this place they call Rat City. That's part of the alley, which is where all the homeless people hang hang out. It's called Rat City? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that because I had a note at the end about, like, why the the hell are all these rats attracted to spawn? Well, it's called Rat City, so I guess that explains it. So he's hanging out in Rat City. Um, he starts talking to some random kid named Zach for some reason who's in the movie. I don't know why. Uh, Spawn goes home. He finds out that his old partner, Terry, played by D.B. Sweeney of the Cutting Edge fame, uh, is now like, uh, is now with his. Well, it's true. He's uh, now with his. Side note, that's my wife's, like, one of her favorite movies. Oh, The Cutting Edge? Nice. Yeah. Um, so she, Terry's with Wanda now, and they're having a party for their daughter, but, like, uh, John Leguizamo's there as the clown for the party, and he's just being really weird. Who the fuck uh, hire that clown for a child's <laughs> party? Um, like for a while, I was trying to figure out, like, can can people see him, or is yeah. he like not real? Like, I for a while, I was trying to figure out reality because then the Highlander showed up as well. Oh yeah, how do you say that? Uh, Cogliostro. Cogli- yeah, Cogliostro. Cagliostro. Okay. So, and and he just kind of, I'm like, is can other people see him or can just Spawn see him? Like, I couldn't I couldn't figure out reality. I mean, I think they could see him. Yeah, they, they seem to be able see to him. see him at the party. Which, by yeah, the way, they, this is... They tell him to leave. They tell the clown to leave because of his friend Spawn. 
This this is my first uh, note, by the way, that says John Leguizamo was really going for it in this movie. And then I have a note that says farts dot LOL. (laughs) 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 Um, So, yeah, then like there's more like John Leguizamo's eating garbage. (laughs) He He legit ate maggots on that pizza. Real maggots. And oh, really? shortly yeah. vomited immediately after that scene. Because that makes me hate him even more. <laughs> He's all in, man. He's all in. What a fucking moron. So so we get like the flashback scene and we find out that when Al died and he went to hell, uh, the devil or whatever they call him, this Malabosha, basically made him a deal. He's like, hey, if you lead my army, you'll get to see Wanda again. All the people, all the spawns in the background are cheering. In those yeah, Mortal Kombat uh, special effects. It's just a rave all the time in hell. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's really nails playing in the background. <laughs> people people yelling, finish him. It's crazy. <laughs> so um, so uh, Al agrees to this, uh, and they, that's when he comes back to Earth. He's supposed to kill Wynn. Like, that's the big thing is, like, to get his revenge, and then he'll finally be the general. Um, I also have a note here that uh, one of the things, I'm sure Sphinx loved this, that... <laughs> John Leguizamo says is that every time somebody farts, a demon gets his oh wing. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, Al still doesn't quite get what's going on, so they take him to the graveyard, and he digs up his own, like, actual body, you know? Which um, he's, like, weirdly comfortable reaching into his own dead body. <laughs> it's bothered me a lot. <laughs> doesn't the arm, like, come out at him or something? Or did I make... Did I... Imagine that too. No, the necroplasm uh, turns them on or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> the necro flesh, which Whatever. is like, which is like his armor, his suit, his superhero suit is apparently like necro flesh, is what they call it, and it allows him to do a bunch of things because they talk about how his necro flesh finally comes in. Um, yeah, so it's necro flesh. There's a necklace on his dead body that the necro flesh just like absorbs for some reason, which I thought was weird. But you know, anyways. So that's when he eats the maggot pizza. Uh, he talks to Coglius, Coglius. Thank you. Some more old man. Um, yeah, that, that, and he, <laughs> random old man that we don't know what the fuck he's doing besides stalking Spawn until the very well, end. Funny, funny fact: um, the character in the comics has a full beard, but the actor refused to grow one or wear a fake beard. <laughs> And, and that yeah, that's where he drops that that guy drops that he's over five hundred years old, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, he like fought the Crusades or something. Even yeah. though he looks like a fucking cowboy, so he was that doesn't the, make any sense the, either. He was the previous Hellspawn. Okay, Great. so we find out that uh, Wynn's been developing this virus. It's called Heat Sixteen. He's been spending five years developing thing. I don't know why it took so long because the devil wants him to release this. So he can have Spawn have his army take over Earth. But I thought the devil was interested in conquering heaven. So I don't know where Earth will be. Well, no, no, no. He needs, he needs more souls in hell. Oh. oh see, I didn't get that part at all. All I knew no. was he was making an army and that they were fighting with heaven. But, like, that was the extent of it. I didn't know yeah. what it was. No, I was he trying wants to, to kill, figure out. He wants ahead. to kill all the people with the virus so that he has more souls in hell for his oh. army to take yeah. on heaven. Yeah, because oh. within five years of Al's death, everything goes to shit in the world, apparently, because he's dead. <laughs> you know what, L- LBJ, I think you just solved the one plot hole I had with this movie. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I'm glad that I bought it now. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird thing to say, but okay. 
I'm just ki- I'm just kidding. You solved one of two thousand. Um, so, anyways, so uh, Spawn decides he's going to get back at Win. He breaks into the A6 headquarters and steals like a lot of guns. Yeah. Um, <laughs> about that, <laughs> like that whole, that whole that whole scene in like the party. Oh, the gala when he shows up and he busts through the. Like, it's kind of like the Batman moment. I was going to say, you mean the Batman ripoff? He, yeah. The, 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 it started out great with the cape. And then, like, all, the cape always goes away, which is, like, the best part about Spawn. And well, he looks so awkward holding these guns. Like, he can't move his arms in this suit glued <laughs> to his body. So he looks so weird holding these guns. Yeah, That's why true. didn't Captain Kangaroo teach him how to use a suit in the beginning? Why do we have to wait until the end? <laughs> Because he tells them, he's like, you don't need these guns near the end. And well, it's like, yeah. well, what the fuck? Well, yeah, and I think it's because, like, I, and a cheese, I, I, now you're making me defend the movie. But I think, it's supposed <laughs> to be, I think it's supposed to be, like, Al's so new and back, he doesn't understand what's going on. And so he kind of reverts back to, like, guns are what he used to attack people before. So he doesn't realize the suit is, because, like, it's in the scene where he gets all, like, Priest shows up and shoots him a bunch of times, and then he sees, I, I love this part, when he sees that the bullet holes all heal itself, and he just goes, damn. Well, you, <laughs> you missed the part where she shows up in her dress leather. <laughs> Chop, Chops, I swear to you, I have a note that says, did Priest put on a different leather outfit for the gala? <laughs> she totally did. And she's holding these two, like, I don't think I don't even think they're Uzis, but she's like holding them at the sides like she's a, a freaking um, vendor at a at a ballpark. Yeah, it's, a- <laughs> it's the most awkward thing in the world. And so- and and I think I'm known on those on his powers is that he has limited use of them, which I learned at the end and doing research on the character. He has like a limited amount of how much he can use; otherwise, his powers are gone. Well, yeah, hold, I mentioned hold that on, in the hold film on. briefly. Yeah, let me. I can clarify that. Uh, oh. He has limited usage over the lifetime of him having powers. <laughs> so, not just like in a like he like not like a regeneration. No, no, type no, no, of no, no, no. And so in the comics, he has something like whatever the whatever energy factor they use. He has nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine of it. Whatever it is, uh, I don't know if it's like uses or you know, oh, kilowatts or whatever, but he has that's in the first issue of the comics is there's a, t- a countdown in the first issue um, that shows up periodically, like a, of a nine, 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 nine. So what happens when he's all out? Does he just die? Or does he, he just goes, not have any powers he goes anymore? Back, he goes back to hell. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So anyways, so they're fighting at this gala. Uh, he ends up killing priests. Um, and that's when he kind of runs outside and we see, he's like, at one point he's just like crawling on the wall with like very Spider-Man like. He's not crawling, he's suctioning with his weird octopus finger. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Because like, the, like we never get a real explanation of what exactly this necro armor can do. Um, he gets chains that come out from it and then like his giant cape turns him camouflage. Yeah. And he's like, he's like hiding. But then, like, he decides to, even though he's hidden, he, like, pops out of the camouflage so they can why, shoot at why him. Is the, why is the cape so fucking large? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's how it is. not need to be that big. That's how it is in the comics. It's, yeah. it's, it's freakishly huge in the comics. There's a weird thing in, that I read in the comics where, like, he started out it, with, like, a small cape, 
and like weird gauntlets and boots. And then like the next few issues after he used his powers a certain amount, the cape just became this monstrous like entity on its own. Weird. There was a there's a little bit that I like um, when they're taking Priest's body out of the gala. I don't know if you guys caught this. Yeah, why did they put her on ice? But, but and the doctor's like gunshot to the gunshot wound to the head. She's dead. It's like yeah, she's no, dead. No. he 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 says gunshot wound to the head, and he still checks her heartbeat. Yeah, why does he still check his heart and her heartbeat? And then, and then she gets lowered into like this. Like cooler. <laughs> Listen, do you want to know what the answer to that is? Yes. Is that originally, and they ended up for budget reasons cutting it. Originally, she was going to come back and play a part in the final battle, where they were going to like repair her with like cybernetics, and she was going to be involved in the final battle. Oh, but God. they ended up having to cut it for budgetary reasons. Oh God. <laughs> so okay, so after all this. Uh, uh, John Leguizamo convinces Martin Sheen to attach. Can you use him by his character name, please? Violator. Violator. Although they never call him Violator. Like if he's just listed as clown in the credits, and they don't, they only call him Violator the one time. But I have him as Violator in all my notes. So Violator convinces um, uh, Martin Sheen that, like, oh well, here we're gonna get you this like pacemaker or whatever trigger attached to your heart so that if you die it releases the virus <laughs> what the fuck what the hell is this when they show them putting it on that thing is oh gigantic in that surgery scene it's like it's not like it's a small little thing the heart. Yeah. it's like a giant thing that they somehow insert in there and they're like and the they're doctors like, are in on it too. Like they're all like, "Yes, yes, mass murder." Oh, let's do this open heart elective surgery. <laughs> well, I think they were a they were a six doctors, so I think they had to do what they wanted them to do. I mean, they I, seemed, I, that I, one guy like was reassuring to them. But but also but also I, I don't want to. Couldn't believe it. I was like, wait a minute. If if he dies, the thing in his heart will send off the virus. Isn't there like a million other better things you could have done to set off the virus? I mean, like, they have they had touchscreen CRT monitors for. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think they because they wanted they like they they were trying to get Spawn to kill him so they're like, will you kill him and then it'll release the virus? I don't know. It doesn't make sense. We should say that we skipped over the scene that I'm sure you love, Sphinx, where the violator was dressed up as a cheerleader. Oh my point. fucking Ooh, yeah. god. Yeah. Or, or the scene where Priest goes to kick Spawn in the crotch and his belt stops her. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, also, <clears throat> right around there, there's that scene where John Leguizamo, uh, Violator, is eating worms dipped in, like, mayonnaise, I think. Do you yeah, remember that? Yeah. I wrote in my notes. Fine. This is the worst character ever created. I am so <laughs> fucking tired of this person. Um, yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> So then, like, uh, Violator and Spawn, they have, like, a fight. That's when we get to see uh, John Leguizamo transform from, like, the clown form into the Violator form, which is, like, a big kind of, like, monster with, like, gangly limbs, I guess, looks maybe? Like shit. Yeah. It, looked, it looked really familiar to me. It looked like Land of the Lost. It looked familiar? Yeah, I don't know why. It looked like a familiar model of, of, like, a, of like, a weird alien or creature or something. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> so Violator beats him up good, um, but still wants him to kill Wynn, so he doesn't fully kill him. That's when, um, Coglius Strodo, 
Kegliosaurus. Kegliosaurus. <laughs> Lacey. That's when he shows back up, and he and finally, mind you, this movie's an hour and a half long, and we're over an hour now. This is when, and Sphinx talked about this, this is when he finally learns how to use his powers. Because we get like a training montage when the movie is well over. No, 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 no. No, you can't even give it a training montage. No. A montage. He throws a bottle in the air and his shoulders <laughs> break. Like, that's it. Uh, that's true, too. So he gets his, a quick... His l- weird nipple chains. <laughs> <laughs> they got real sad when he first used them, and then they got real happy. Yeah. He did, so, like, he... he that he, must really hurt, having, like, steel come out of your nipples, right? I don't know. I, I, I haven't uh, tried necroplasm weapons in a while. Like, you know, How much your Craig WK has? We should ask him. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Sorry, Joe. We're just we're just going to derail this. No, it's fine. If any episode need to go off the rails, it's the one about. I, this movie, I stopped so. writing notes at this point, so I you know. So so he kind of learns how to use his powers, but he's in a big hurry, so he doesn't really take the time to learn how to use all of them. So he gets out of he steals a motorcycle and he takes off and he's going to go to <clears throat> he's going to go to Wanda's house, and then the violator shows up and he's driving a truck. And, like, Spawn's cape becomes, like, a big shield that, like, envelops the motorcycle. And it becomes um, the most immobile, impractical motorcycle in the world. <laughs> what do you mean? It just, it just looks like a big lump of shit. And then, it, and then like, he, he turns the, sh- the cape into some kind of big, like, metal, like, thing. And the truck runs into it and explodes. Like, like what was in that truck, dude? That thing blew up. I can't. Go, going back as well, but I never fully Do we understood. really need to go back? Well, no. <laughs> I want to hear him out. Hear him out. But there was a scene. Hey, wait, hold on. <laughs> there was that fucking scene in hell where yeah. Clown was like, why aren't you just letting me kill Win?" And yeah. I'm wondering that this entire time as well. I don't remember the justification there. Oh, it was because Spawn is super powerful, right? That was it? Well, I think it was something where... I think it was for some, and I, I'm maybe not going to word this right. Maybe LPJ help me out, but I think it was because like they needed Spawn to kill Win because then like that would complete Spawn's like journey to becoming the General Hell or like the deal he made with him was like, all right, I'll let you go back and see Wanda, but you have to kill Win. I, man, never mind. I got it. I don't got it. <laughs> you mean why instead of the Violator taking over the army? Yeah. Yeah. Or why didn't he? Yeah. I don't know. I, I think. I, I think the. Re, I think. Um, Spawn's potential power is far greater than what the Violators is, and if he can get the viol- if he can get uh, Spawn to complete his mission and kill Wind, he'll his fi- his powers will be fully realized, and he'll be more powerful than the Violator. And then but the did, Violator, but, then, but didn't the guy, didn't the goat, evil demon, Satan guy, didn't he create Spawn? So couldn't he just get Spawn? Couldn't he just? Oh, do, oh, do you mean Malbosia? Yeah, <laughs> couldn't he just change Spawn to? To get that to, to so, be his full potential, in the, I don't know. In the comics, he steals his memories and erases his memories. Um, but in the movie, it doesn't seem like he really did much of that, other than like, yeah, you can go back and see your wife, and that's yeah. that's pretty he, much all he did for him. Yeah, he definitely remember. Yeah, like he he remembered everything. He just didn't know it had been five years. It seemed like it was yeah. the only thing. And in the what's happening things, in those five years? Well, so the Violator essentially just wants to, like, screw over Spawn so that he can take over as a general. He feels like he should be in charge of the army. Oh, okay. 
All right, we've got too far back now. Come on, let's go. (laughs) Okay, so Terry finds out about Heat 16. This is where, as Chops pointed out, he has a touchscreen. And I'm like, what? Because it's like a really old-looking computer, and it's a touchscreen. Yeah, he's Um, video chatting through it. Violator shows up at the house, does weird stuff. Hold on. No, um, he's in the touchscreen, and then Wynn shows up first. Oh, that's right. In the most evil-looking pleated pants I've ever seen in a bill of like, I'm sorry, but like, they were the, come on, they were the they were the Dockers super villain line. Yeah, those, those <laughs> immediately make me think like I don't even care if you kill me, man. Like you're you're already having worse by wearing pleats. <laughs> so yeah, so that but then Violator shows up, um, and, and then Spawn shows up, and like this weird like kind of like hell weird crucifixy thing like shoots out of the fireplace and like Wanda's tied to it and then Wynn kills Wanda and it's like well Wanda's dead so Spawn beats him up um I have a note that says hell CGI still looks really bad uh Spawn removes that device no he he uses (laughs) x-ray vision from his body and and creates an open portal through his chest (laughs) removes the device and disintegrates it yeah he fucking teleports the thing (laughs) he doesn't teleport it Sphinx he literally creates an opening in his body (laughs) also also if the whole point of the device is to set off the bombs when it's no longer reading a heartbeat, wouldn't removing it do the same thing? <laughs> yes, it would have. <laughs> I was the last thing in my notes that I that I wrote was hey, when the thing is gone, that everyone should be dead. Yes. Hey, hey, man, I'm not a scientist. I don't know how that stuff works. Um, uh, yeah, it's so- true. I skipped necroplasm 101 in college. So he, like you said, he takes that thing out, destroys it, but then it turns out, oh, guess what? Wanda is still alive because the one that got stabbed was actually Violator pretending to be um, Wanda. Uh, Cogliostrosta shows up. <laughs> Captain Gonorrhea, is that what you're saying? Cogliostra. Cogliostro shows up out of nowhere and then Spawn and him get pulled down into hell through the fireplace. Uh, not before he puts all his chain mail on. <laughs> oh, that's right. He has like a chain mail hood that he pulls yeah, up over his head. Because that's really going to protect him. Yeah, he went, he went straight Big Papa Pump with that. Yeah. <laughs> and then so they get pulled down into hell. They're fighting Violator Ooh. and Spawn, Spawn kills Violator. That fight, that fight in hell the whole time. Awful. <laughs> It's real bad. Awful. The absolute worst. Uh, so, like, he kills Violator, and then, like, uh, Malboja's like, ah, you're gonna lead my army, and Spawn's like, no, I'm not, and then he does, like, this, like, finishing move where he, like, kills, like, a bunch of the army, and then he grabs onto the dude, and then he flies out of there like the Rocketeer. <laughs> and I, I, I just want to describe the next part, Joe, if you don't mind. Yeah, please, go uh, ahead. Um... He says, you're never going to escape. He rocketeers out of hell, out of the fireplace. They roll out together, and then in comes a homeless kid with a dog. (laughs) (laughs) A dog. Because we, we, like, left off the whole plot where, like, Spaz, like, follows Spawn back to Rat Alley, and then you think maybe Violator kills Spaz. Because none of it fucking matters in this movie. But he he tells Zack, he's like, find Spaz anyway he is. Like, basically, if he's dead, still find him. But then Zack followed Spaz back to the house. Straight up, this homeless kid 
to see a man fly, two men fly out of the fireplace. One guy laying on the ground after having immediate open heart surgery. And, and a small child and another man and his wife huddled in the corner. So, so yes, so Spaz is alive and Zach shows up, and then the Violator's not dead, and he comes out of a wall, I guess? Yeah, he comes out of the wall, and then they murder a demon in front of two children! Yeah, like, he murders them again, like, pretty easily this time, and, like, he's, like, melting, and, like... No, he's about to die, he was getting choked, right? And then Captain oh. Yanaria is like, use your powers, because he also shows up from nowhere, right? Oh, no, he... No, he goes with Spawn in the yes, beginning to the yes, house. Yes, yes, yeah. well, he, he cuts off his head. Before he gets eaten by the Violator, and so he basically makes himself like a human porcupine, s- pokes him in the head, and then in that moment decides to behead him because earlier in the movie he said, the only way you could die is if you behe- get beheaded. <laughs> Spawn uses that move that that one bad guy in uh, X3 has where he basically turns into a blowfish. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so they, he cuts off his head, he dies, maybe, I don't know, he goes back down to hell, that's for sure. He kind of melts, right? He, like, he yeah, melts. he like oozes and melts into this weird slime and slides back into hell. All the while, everybody is still in that house. <laughs> why hasn't Wynn escaped by now? Because Why why isn't anybody fucking losing their mind that demons are coming out of the fireplace? They, they just are like casually watching this happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, they do a great TV interview later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Cutting Edge gives an interview because Wynn gets arrested. He gives an interview. He's like, I was an unwilling participant to all this stuff that he was doing. <laughs> yeah, he blah, just blah, blah. implicated himself in all of their crimes <laughs> on national television. And then, and, then, and then, like, so he's arrested. So the end of the movie is Spawn. He's hanging out with the bums at Rat City again. He's like, you get this real Batman-ass shop where they keep, like, going up. And he's like on top of the cross, and there's like, like you said, there's all these rats just. Like, <laughs> They're attracted to Spawn for some reason. I don't know. Maybe he smells like really good cheese from hell. I don't know. Yeah, it's very confusing because it's like my last note for this entire movie is rats like Spawn? Question yeah. mark. I but said I, rats attracted. Are rats attracted to him? And, and he's then, a fucking demon. Why is he living in a gutter? You can't yeah. find anywhere else to live. Uh I don't know. But that's, that's the end. And then, like, we get some more, like, new metal, I think. And, oh, so what the, yeah, the soundtrack is ridiculous. I mean, and and also at the end when that interview was happening with D.B. Sweeney, he's like, yes, and the weapon system has been destroyed. It's like, when did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> who, who destroyed the weapon system? It's true. They, he does just casually throw that out. It's like, don't worry, it's destroyed. Like, wait, how? Because he, because he took that thing out of him? Oh, but, man. But yeah, that's and, and that's the end. <laughs> that's it. All right. Fuck this movie. <laughs> All right, let's get into some role reversal real quick then. Well, well right. real, real quick at All the right. end of the credits, it has a, a logo from a from a movie company. Uh, did you, anybody watch it all the way to the end of the credits? No, God Fuck no. No, as soon as this movie ended, I was done. <laughs> so there was a logo of um, four men standing and you it's cartoon drawn men and you see from like just above their knees down and all their pants drop and the company is called pull your pull down your pants pictures (laughs) oh that's the name of the company that the three guys for visual graphics tried to create yeah yeah guess how many movies they made 
I'm going to bat after this movie, none. Yeah, they only did Spawn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they no longer exist. All right, LPJ. Sorry. Roll, roll reversal. Hit right, it. Hit we it. got a lot, like I said. All right, so for director, Tim Burton. Yeah. Mm-hmm, and Alex Proyas, who did, mm-hmm. he did uh, The Crow. Oh, all right. But yeah. he actually turned this movie down so he could do Dark City instead. Oh, oh okay. Uh, so for Cogliostro, we had <laughs> Richard Harris or Gregory Peck. Oh, Ooh, Gregory Peck. Oh, yeah. Way better choices. <laughs> for Priest, they had Kelly McGillis and Linda oh. Hamilton. Oh, Linda Hamilton would have been sweet. I think Linda Hamilton would have been good. That would have been kind of sweet. Okay, so for Win, they had real high hopes for Win. Uh, Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> First of all, any one of these actors would have been better. Uh, Liam Neeson, <laughs> Warren Beatty, oh, oh yes, Sean Connery, and John oh. Malkovich. <laughs> I think Malkovich would have been great. Yeah, yeah, he would have been as as much of a standout role as John Leguizamo. Uh, speaking of which. Uh, Two people that turned down the role of Violator, Danny DeVito and Robert Carlyle. Oh my god, this should have been Danny DeVito's fucking movie. It should have been. <laughs> DeVito would have been great. Uh, so for Terry, the person who was cast in this and then dropped out to go do Rounders, Ed Norton. <laughs> Ed Norton was supposed to be in this? Yeah, he was He was cast. And then he's wow. like, he's like, eh, never mind. <laughs> that may have been the best decision Edward Norton's ever made in his yeah. life. Wow. Uh, Michael J. Fox. <laughs> oh, God. Billy Crystal. <laughs> uh, Wait, what are you saying? Billy Crystal? Yeah, as Terry. <laughs> Hold on, it gets better. It gets better. Billy Crystal married to that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it gets better. Uh, uh, Kevin Costner. <laughs> well, this would have been the end. Kevin Costner might have been desperate for roles at this point. Kevin Klein. <laughs> Oh God! And Tom Hanks. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Spawn had you. You name it. They approached somebody for Spawn. Wesley Snipes, Cuba Gooding Jr., Snoop Dogg, <laughs> Tony Todd, who is Candyman, uh, Denzel Washington. Sam Jackson, Ving <laughs> Rames, Tupac, <laughs> LL Cool J, and Will Smith. Uh, oh my gosh, you were kidding. There were so many roles. So reversals. many. There might have been a couple others too that I missed, but that was, that was the majority of them that I saw. There's so many fucking role reversals because all these people are like, <laughs> fuck, no, I don't want to be a part of this movie. Um, hey, can I ask you guys a quick question? I know we're going to wrap this up here, but so and it was no, touched on the back to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so it was touched on, but like, was was Cyan was that supposed to be like his daughter? No, is that it wasn't? No, because because oh, him I and uh, it was. no him and um him and Wanda weren't even married. But what? the daughter's like seven years old. I think she's supposed yeah, I, to be five. I think she's supposed yeah, to be just he, turning five, which means yeah, that. Her and Terry got together pretty quick after Al died. <laughs> See, I think you're misreading it. I think it was supposed to be his daughter because at that one point when he first talks to Cutting Edge and he's like, "Did you did did you do you know about Cyan?" 
You know, like he was gonna like think that it's your daughter. I think I, I that was my reading on it. Oh, you know, what? I'm sorry, daughter. I'm reading it right here. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, that's what yes, Elle's daughter Cyan. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Yeah, because they never fully explain it. They just kind of hint at it, and I just thought you were supposed to draw that conclusion. I will say as well, D.B. Sweeney's character, Terry, is actually black in the comics. Yes. Yes, I did see that, and they said that they were they were worried about like how like the – I can't remember why that they wouldn't agree to have they, – they wanted it to be – It's like because they were concerned about too many starring roles that were black, which, yeah. Yeah. Things still so, haven't improved in 2020 wow. for that. That's true. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think I hit everything I had in my notes, which I, I threw all on the floor, which you told me that they wanted Billy Crystal to be in this movie. <laughs> can you, can you imagine, gonna... can you imagine this movie with Snoop Dogg, Billy Crystal, Dan Danny DeVito, DeVito. <laughs> Anthony Hopkins, Linda Hamilton, and Gregory Peck <laughs> D- directed by Tim Burton. I'm just saying it now. Yeah, let's okay. Let's let's all write what we think that movie would be like, and then we'll reconvene and have another episode where we talk about the made-up version yes, of the song. Yes. Wow. Would it be better or worse, though? I don't know. I, I guess they said it'd be worse than this. I guess they said that they also were planning on making like two sequels to this, but they never. Yeah, had... the, the two sequels never got off the off the ground, but there is still a reboot out there in development with Jamie Fox as the starring role of Elsevier. Well, yeah, no, it's actually, yeah, it's, it's Jamie Foxx and, um, Hawkeye. I can't think of his name. Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner Renner as, uh, as DB Sweeney's character as Terry and, um, and Blumhouse is actually producing it, but they're still having some script issues, but it was supposed to come out this year. Huh? Yeah. It says here that they're, they're going off of the financial success of Joker as a rated R comic book film. And they think that they can go off of that for yeah. this. And that's one of the things I'll say is I think this movie, it was too early for this movie to be made. Yeah. Like it just yeah. wasn't it, the, the technology wasn't there. The, 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 the audience, the, wasn't, the there audience wasn't there. The audience wasn't there. And I don't even think you really needed the technology to be there. If it just had a different direction to it. Well, no, the, because it, it, it was Spons- not written well. It was not, but Spawn's powers are tricky because they're all, they're a lot of it's based on how that cape moves, and it's a lot. Yeah, it's based it's on a lot of, powers. Yeah, and it's based on a lot of things that can only really be done accurately with proper CG, and they just didn't have it at that time. I mean, it sucks when like the best thing about the Spawn character is when he has the cape and the mask, and that's the least amount of it that you see in the movie like there's it's hardly ever in there for more than 40 seconds yeah it's not there right well well i think it's also and you know we touched on this at the beginning i think it's a function of when this came out as far as the history of superhero movies that people weren't i mean like made this movie but they probably didn't want to go all in on everything that they needed to for it because they weren't you know think of all those early like even marvel movies like the x-men and stuff like that they didn't want to go full in it was before the mcu so they were afraid to fully commit to it so i think if they made it now in kind of the environment of superhero movies they could maybe be a little truer and kind of just go for it in a very comic booky way and not like try and no. Yeah, because there was just way too much exposition for things, like way too much like evil maniacal plot. Like I'm a villain. Here's my plan. Like it, 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 it wanted to be a comic book movie, but it fell into the trap of '90s actions. 
in all yeah. honesty, if if they wanted to redo this movie in a into the Spider Verse type of look, that could be a possible movie. You mean that, you mean animated? Yeah. Well, then watch you know what? Period. Look, watch the cartoon because the cartoon's great. Amazing. The cartoon's amazing. fantastic. <laughs> into the Spider Verse? You mean what I said to LPJ? Hey, I want to do Into the Spider Verse or Spawn, and he said <laughs> definitely Spawn. <laughs> this could have been a very different episode. Fuck you! LPJ. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure we do Into the Spider Verse the next time you're not here. Thank you. Hey, Chop, do you want to pre-book that episode? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, all right, should we should we get into the the rating on this? Yeah, let's rate this thing. Okay. All right. Um, uh, who wants wait, to go? To the machine, do I get to make the machine gun sound effect? Uh, yeah, sure. do it. Should you should you should just play no that Satan that Satan clip. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought uh, like clown farting. You mean this sound effect? Satan, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, chops. Do you want to go first? Yes. Um, I <laughs> how, had... many, how many Satans do you want to give it? <laughs> one to five satans um i'm probably gonna give it two satans um, i had fond memories of this movie being way cooler and when i watched it all those memories went away <laughs> um I, I don't think it, if it i think it may have been a mix of like Spawn was just a really cool character, and I like Spawn, so I thought the movie was good. And also, um, I was 10 at the time this movie came out, so who knows how old I was when I watched it for the first time. Um, but it was, like, it was a quick watch. I wasn't upset about that. Yeah. You but, own it now. But it was not entertaining, really. It the The best pieces was John Leguizamo's acting and how committed he was as well as the ridiculousness of, of uh, Martin Sheen's character. And, <laughs> and, those, and the scorpions. The scorpions, the leather, the dress leather, the pleats, all of it. Um, <laughs> the shiny matching outfits they had when they set them on fire. Uh, <laughs> and, and the fact that uh, Al Simmons, when he goes into the office, asks her, um, <laughs> you wipe his ass too? <laughs> It was really funny to me. Um, but other than that, the movie was terrible. And I only reason I give it to is because Spawn is a really cool character. And if this at least gets somebody interested in Spawn comics or the cartoon from HBO, then that's the only good thing this movie will probably ever do. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll go next. Uh, I, I'm kind of uh, right there with you, Chops. Um, it's not a good movie. I mean, it's bad. And that's part of the reason, like, after when I watched it the first time, why I kind of wanted to do it. Because, I mean, I don't know. I think it's sometimes fun to talk about these bad movies. And, like, yeah, it's a pain to watch them. <laughs> but this wasn't a long one. So, but, yeah, it, there's not many positives about this movie. It's it's all over the map. The it's got. We didn't even mention I, the transitions that they use in this movie are bonkers. Like <laughs> between the scenes, they use some crazy transitions in between the scenes. The plot doesn't really make sense. Uh, I I do agree that I think John Leguizamo is. I, I don't necessarily like what he's doing. Like I said, but I I really appreciate the effort he put into this. <laughs> Excuse me, but um. Yeah, it's not great, and I, I, it's fun to watch maybe once, just to make fun of it. But I, I'll give it two. 
machine guns or Satans or whatever we're doing as well. Oh, wait, should I, hold on, should I play it for how many Satans I did? <laughs> no, we're, we're good. Um, okay. I'll go next, that's fine. Um, yeah, no, you're right. This is movie's not very good. It's really not. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely two Satans. Uh, and there's really not much else to be said about it. I think it's, I think it's a movie that was made too early. Like they should have, they should have waited, you know, 15 years and made it later. (laughs) Oh, is that all just 15? You know, 15 years and made a better version of it. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not good. Six, you're up. (laughs) I fucking hate this movie. (laughs) This is. The worst movie I have ever watched in my entire life. I contemplating quitting the podcast after watching this movie and how bad it is. I am giving this movie zero Satans. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Zero. I cannot recommend a single piece of this. I wasted 93 minutes of my time. I fucking hate every little piece of this movie. <laughs> so, so, so our, our negatives, our negative Satan's like Jesus. <laughs> so, Apparently this is, this is worse than Dick Tracy. Oh my God. Oh, totally. This is worse than any, I'm not kidding you. This is the worst movie I have ever seen in my entire life. It's what you think. I just want you to know that uh, you're making a bold claim that you're now challenging me to find a worse movie than this. I don't know if you're going to be able to. You think it's going to happen? It's going to happen now. You think this is worse than Delta Force? Yes. Because I could handle Chuck Norris and the stupidity and the the butthole rocket launchers and all that stupid insanity stuff. See, John I think that, Mamorado, whatever the fuck his name is. No, I, you nailed you nailed it. That was right. <laughs> I fucking couldn't stand him. Everything about this movie was dumb and made my brain hurt. And those special effects were so god awful. I hated every piece of this movie. Oh. And from the beginning when the fucking title of the movie made me sick watching it. I think I want to give this a three now. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to give it one I more I would not Satan. wish this movie on my greatest enemy. <laughs> hell, if I go to hell, it will be rewatching this movie for eternity. Yeah, but there'll be a bunch of guys in small suits like going like, yeah, 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 cheering in the background. Wow. I think we've finally done it. We finally broke Sphinx. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I was thinking to myself at dinner today with my family. I'm like, I do I want to do this podcast anymore? Am I going to get stuck to watch more completely shitty movies? Like, oh. I, will be, I will be honest. Like I said, I, I, wouldn't, I would not say this is a good movie, and I knew it was bad. I, I didn't think you would like it. I didn't think it would be this in, intense of a reaction to it. I was like, well, I was like, I was like, I don't even like this movie. Sphinx definitely isn't going to like it, but I'm surprised by your level of hatred for it and delighted a little bit. Yeah, I'm real happy again, about this now. And again, this, this is probably my happiest moment I've ever had in my life. <laughs> Besides my wedding. And, uh, <laughs> Now you, I feel a greater purpose put upon me to find a worse movie for Sphinx the Watch. It is odd. If you think about some of the movies that Sphinx has hated the most, you have been on, like, all the episodes, Jobs. Like, because he really hated the G.I. Joe movie. 
<clears throat> he hated Dick Tracy. Yeah, it's great. I, I love the the precedent I've set. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, we need to end this now because that's why do you top that? It's true. Yeah. So so thank you to everyone for watching for listening to the podcast. Uh, check us out on GameZillaMedia.com. Uh, you can check out our podcast. Check out Chops's podcast, which of course is the Legend Retro. Anything else you want to plug? <clears throat> um, Patreon. Sure, do that. Yeah, you can go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, and for $1, you can get access to extra content from um, <laughs> our network, like State of the Zilla. But then if you are a uh, $5 member, you get access to extra shows from each of the podcasts, which you guys have uh, post credit scene. Is that correct? Yep. That is 100% correct. And then we have Game Shark. Um, and so you'll be able to get extra episodes. Um, just go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media to sign up. And all your proceeds really helps us keep the house lights going, keeps the internet connections over our houses for quarantine. Um, it, it helps us bring more content to you, the fans who love to listen to us. And help us break fakes. Yep. So we're going to start a new Patreon tier for for <laughs> 50 cents. You can join Patreon and find worse movies for Sphinx to watch. <laughs> I mean, I, don't, I think they could just do it in our Discord. <laughs> yes, or you can do it for free on Discord. You could even or... DM him directly <laughs> to tell him the movies that he's going to have to watch. No, better yet, you're just going to start a level for everyone that joins is another time that Sphinx has to watch Spawn. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. I'm going to... I'm going to try to find ways now whenever uh, uh, Sphinx and I see each other next in person to somehow have Spawn playing in the background. <laughs> we are. I, I don't even know what to say. I'm, I'm, I'm going to invite you out to like a concert series and it's going to be the music of Spawn. <laughs> <laughs> but I it's just say- a trick. They're just going to play the movie. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know what, Sphinx? I'm going to say it. Thanks for being a trooper because you truly hated this movie. And, I, you know, you went through it. You, you, you had a good time at least talking about it. And, and thanks for being a trooper with this one. Yeah. And, Chops, thanks for being on. I always love when you're on. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. I uh, this, is a, this is a great moment in your podcast history <laughs> for me to be a witness to. So I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, we need to wrap this up. This show is long. (laughs) All right, well, that being said, this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been. But we'll be back.